Last year, I wrote this short story, um, and it was the last summer, and then on a whim, I submitted it to this literary magazine at the university, and it got it got admitted into it, so it was published in there, uh, but then I was thinking the other day, like, people who have read it, even though I actually wasn't my thought process when I wrote it. Uh, A lot of people likened it to sort of an allegory about mental illness. Mm -hmm. And and like, I I, I still kind of feel uncomfortable doing, like, talking about it that way, only because it wasn't my intention and I don't feel qualified to talk about it very well. (laughs) Uh, But everybody I've shown it to, including the editors, like, without hesitation, immediately thought that that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of went with it. And so I, mm-hmm. my, my uncle, a number of years ago, uh, posted a short story uh, on Amazon because you can just like publish with them for free mm-hmm. uh, and just like publish cheap stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's like a dollar or whatever, and all the proceeds will go to such and such charity. So I decided to do the same thing. So I have it on Amazon for a dollar. That's awesome. And then any money that happens to come from it will go to the Trevor Project, which is one of the bigger uh, mm-hmm. mental health, mental illness support uh, foundations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that it would be an interesting thing to do, just to see what sort of uh, I don't know, not like reaction, but just even if it can just be a little something to do with that piece of writing, you know, then that's mm-hmm. good. So, yeah. Wow. And now you're, an, you're officially an author. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is one of those things where it's like, when it's self-publishing, I can understand when some authors, like, feel kind of blah about self-published authors. Yeah. And, and especially this Amazon thing makes it even more... <laughs> uh, you know, not super like it, the the uh, the the boundaries are very uh, gray. You know, yeah. Uh, and I almost feel like I feel more of a writer just because I post on my blog once a week than I do from this. Mm-hmm. But it is something. So, and I've been, nice. and this is the other thing is like I've always liked writing and I've written a lot for a long time, but throughout college it was just like really hard to get myself to do more than just like what I was already writing for my homework assignments. Cause once you get into high level math, your homework assignments are very long. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now I've been writing a bunch of, making a bunch of other projects and, uh, stuff. So that's been fun. Mm -hmm. It's, I can kind of relate to the sense of winning college cause you spend so much time on school and everything that when you're done you don't want to do other fun like still Mm -hmm. academic ish projects but like now that i'm done with it i have all these thoughts in my head of like oh this is a project i could do and i would actually maybe do it because i don't have like 6 a.m to midnight full (laughs) of other academic work exactly yay 
Exactly. Yeah, like one other thing that I started last week that I'm I'm just going to kind of slowly do and maybe make another website just to toss it on. Uh, but right now it's just in PDF form. Is something that I'm currently calling So You Have Math Anxiety, a collection of uh, mathematical essays, lessons, and puzzles. Because <laughs> that's something that, like, like my my biggest thing with being now in a math education job is like even though I'm working for a company that deals mostly with kids that have no such anxiety about doing math it's still mm-hmm. very like on the forefront of my mind like how to take uh whatever kind of whatever sort of happened to these kids as they grew up and kind of allow other people to take part in that mhm kind of like how Khan Academy sort of does, you know, like they've done such a good yeah. job in making things more accessible just because Sal Khan has a dreamy voice. <laughs> True. So. Yep. So that's what's Neat. hip and happening over here. All right. Shall we? We shall. All right. Let me actually... I made a... I actually did a smart thing when I was recording with Jack and Mikhail, which was taking very brief notes uh, while recording about mm-hmm. just, like, time stamps. So I'm going to do that in these show notes as well. Uh, okay. Ah! Ah! My computer freaked out. There we go. Sounds like you freaked out along with your computer. Well, it's like I have my microphone on a bunch of books to get it a little bit closer to my mouth, but then Mm -hmm. I have to, like, reach around them awkwardly to get to my keyboard that's more or less just under my monitor. So it's just, it's a whole production right now. So, Grant, luckily not, not challenging my descriptive skills... Keeping it nice and short. We've done a lot of pretty short comics recently, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, ever since your know, Amy Poehler one, ever since your Amy Poehler one, you've really, you've really taken it back a bit, which I appreciate. <laughs> you can't do that every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a comic called "The Buckets" by Greg Cravens. One sec. Mm, buckets. I had to do that because the name of the comic. I don't know what that is. If any of the people who have given shout-outs to other than Mikhail in past weeks listen, they'll know what it is. Okay. I'll make sure to cut it. It's a stupid, annoying thing that Mark will probably cut, so I'm going to keep talking about it so it's harder for him to cut it. I have way more time than you think I do to edit this, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially because we're recording on Monday instead of Tuesday. Yeah. Anyway, oh, this this uh, comic was originally published on my birthday <gasps> when I was six years old, or so. That's why I chose it. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh. that I just figured out now what day your birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a dad leaning over his small son. Uh, a shoebox has been opened, and the boy is wearing shoes that are combined uh well it's a comic so this means more than it normally does the shoes are larger than his head more or less 
They're not in proportion with his body. (laughs) And the dad says, Those shoes have to last you, so take big steps. It's adorable. I don't know, isn't the kid cute? The kid is cute and clearly is adopted based on the lack of uh, familial relation (laughs) between him and the presumable dad. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Their faces are very different. (laughs) What's up with the dad's hair? Is that like a drawing of a toupee or just how the artist draws hair? Uh, It's a comic. Uh, You don't, don't worry about it too much. I vote for toupee. I, yeah, well, I don't know, because it looks almost more out of place in the second frame, but in the first frame, he has, like, a big divot in the back of his head as well, (laughs) behind his nose on the backside. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's more pronounced there. Like, there's, like, an extra little mouth there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Maybe. All right, so why'd you choose this? Um, I don't have a good answer for that one at the moment. Did you just no, find I, it on the front page? <laughs> no, I did not just find it on the front page. Right. I searched big steps, and this is the first thing that came <laughs> up, and I thought the kid wasn't that annoying, so I chose it. You thought I wouldn't have too, too much criticism for this comic? <laughs> yeah, I also thought that you wouldn't spend the whole time hating on it and make me feel bad about myself. No, I wouldn't do that. But I... Yeah, so I chose it just purely because of big steps. But so I was thinking as I kind of looked at the comic and tried to think about what I would ask you about it or what I would get it to segue into. um, I was thinking about kind of the thinking behind what the dad's saying about that to make them last longer, the kid's got to take big steps. And... Whether that's a wise approach or not. Um, And so I was thinking about it in terms of more... I don't want to say money, but value and things that you buy that, like, get you to another place. And, like, things you buy that help you generate value. Hmm. And whether it's wise to in this, like, quote-unquote, take big steps with whatever it is that you have in order to, in essence, make them last longer, but maybe using them in a less efficient manner or not as perfectly as you would like to, or just to kind of use them however you see fit, whatever feels most comfortable for you. And so they'll wear out faster, but because it's kind of fitting within what makes sense and seems most comfortable, you might get more out of them faster and thus generate more value, which then can be traded in for your new pair of shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a really long-winded thing that I think is probably fairly confusing, but I'm hoping you understood some of it. Maybe. Like are you are you talking more strictly about material goods right now? Not necessarily. I don't know what I'm talking about to be completely honest. 
Because, I, you know, I mean, we can branch out from there, you know, like from material goods, there's, you know, everybody has their own philosophy based on what they can afford when buying stuff. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a more value, or I I guess, you know, ideally most people are somewhat value driven, but I guess it depends on what you value. Uh, and, And I guess that will change for you but like you know i bought a honda civic which for me is just a pretty straightforward forward uh value oriented car in a traditional sense you know Mm -hmm. honda is slow on the uptake of you know creating new stuff for their cars they're all pretty you know the interiors are always a couple years behind at best Mm -hmm. Uh, but they run (laughs) for a long time and they're nice enough and they're relatively cheap, you know, and that was mostly what it is. And same thing with, like, like I like to buy electronics. Like, I like technology, and I've gotten mm-hmm. really into it throughout college. Uh, like, I've gone through a lot of, like, laptops and iPads and stuff. Uh, but I always buy them on a sort of value judgment. Like, yeah, last year I bought an iPad Pro, and I used it for a year, and now I'm letting my girlfriend use it. But when I bought it, I bought it because the newer ones came out, so there was a massive discount on the other ones. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, like I like a lot of this stuff, but I don't aim for being on the cutting edge of anything in particular. I aim for the best value that I can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in, in that sense, you know, I I don't know. I'm not sure that has to do with necessarily, like, the taking big steps or anything like that. I don't really, I don't like to cheap out on the things that I buy. Uh, but I try and just look for the most long lasting thing that I can get for the money, you know, Mm -hmm. and the most expensive thing is definitely not always the longest lasting or the most future proofed at all. Uh, and so I don't go for those sorts of things like, you know, uh, I don't know. So so I guess that's what it is with like actually buying things from stores in terms of a broader uh, life sense. I don't really know because I feel like I've only taken one big step, which is moving out here. <laughs> you know? Okay, you're you're selling yourself short. You're thinking too big. I am, but I like I just don't like, I don't view a lot of the stuff that happened throughout college or other things like that as particularly big steps because they just always felt like the natural progression. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing that I've ever done in my mind that didn't seem like a pretty straightforward thing for a mark to do, <laughs> except for, like, getting an internship out here and eventually working out here. That was very unexpected to me. Yeah. Uh, and seemed like the biggest step but everything else like oh i you know tutored and i did these other jobs but they were just things that i i just did because you know i knew that i'd be good at them and that was mostly Mm -hmm. it okay you know so i i it's hard for me to say much more beyond that okay i think 
I think I've thought of somewhat of a refinement to my question that gets further away from the comic of big steps and more towards what I think I was shooting for. I don't really know what I was shooting for because I wasn't really shooting for anything, but the more general idea that I was thinking about is where... Where do you think is the best balance between preserving things, preserving the value of things that you have that obviously have value Mm -hmm. and utilizing those things so that you can experience their value? Mm, Okay. Yep. 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 I'm totally with you now. If that makes more sense, it's not exactly, but... Because what I'm thinking about, what kind of triggered in my head was thinking about the kid in his shoes and thinking about, like, sneakerheads, people who love shoes, who will just have, like, these super expensive shoes that they never wear. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, yeah, that they me. will <laughs> wear once or yeah. something. Or, like, they'll put on but won't let their feet touch the ground before they have to take them off again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody, I feel like a lot of people are that way about at least like one small thing in their life, even if they don't always acknowledge it. Yeah. Uh, For shoes, for me, I've always been very not that. Like the fact that I have two pairs of shoes and a pair of sandals right now is pretty baffling to me. (laughs) Uh, I just have like another nicer pair of shoes because I'm an adult now, so it's good to have a non like tennis shoes pair of shoes. (laughs) Uh, but other than that, like the pair, like I buy my tennis shoes to be very multi-purpose and then I destroy them for a year and then I get a new pair Yep. at like outlet stores for $40. Yeah. That fits Mark. You know, cause I mean, that's always been my value judgment with shoes. It's like eat most Mm -hmm. clothes in general, if they're just meant to be used, you know, like, yep. And especially because I tend to buy Nike shoes just because I just always have for like a number of years. Uh, and the fact that, you know, this year's shoes are $120 and next year they're going to be 60 Well, then I'll just get last year's shoes. Shoe technology is not dramatically increasing because if it was, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that's always been the biggest thing for me. It's not like shoes hold their value or anything. Uh, it's not like cars i can get people who baby vintage cars or something Mm -hmm. like that uh that's a fine thing to do if you if you're living a life where like you don't need a honda civic to get you from point a to point b every single day then sure have a nice car that you like to look after there's nothing wrong with that uh but i mean and again those are just sort of my my sort of my value judgments uh, I like to use the things that are nice. Like I'm, I'm a very big pen person, and I like having nice, fancy pens. But yeah. I like using them. You know, Mark. We, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just kind of noticing that I think I've known that about you, but we've never talked about pens. Yeah. Well, I, you maybe haven't taught. I don't know. I feel like at some point throughout high school, it probably came up. I maybe that's why we haven't, because I didn't become a pen snob until college Mm, i've been a pen snob probably since about sixth or seventh grade okay 
not necessarily a snob. I was too young then to be a snob, but I loved pens. Like, just playing with different types of pens and stuff. I was always intrigued by them. And now I'm much more of an actual pen snob. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to circle back to that sometime. But <laughs> we will. We will indeed. <laughs> Pen snobbery. Yes, it'll be great. All right, shall we move on? We're twenty minutes in. We have about fifteen minutes left. Okay, let's roll. Cool. Roll like a fat kid down a hill. Go for it. Okay. Ooh. So this comic is called F minus. It's one of my favorite comics in newspapers. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay. And real quick, so... real quick. I just want to tell my favorite joke ever from this uh, comic that I saw in a newspaper once. It's this guy, and I, I don't remember the exact setup, but he's basically just sitting at a bar, and he has hair like really thickly on his forehead and nowhere else on his head. And he's just like, it's really hard living with a proceeding hairline. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love it. It's <laughs> a very... Like, it's just this, as, you, as, as the listener will know once Grant describes this comic, it's just a comic full of dad jokes, and it's so great. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to fall in love with it then. Uh, go for dad it. jokes are the best. Okay. So... Set the scene. Looks like there's a road or something on kind of one side of the scene here. and But there's kind of a big grassy area with maybe a wall in the background and a tree and some grass and some tires that are on fire and some trash and some crap that's being poured out of a bottle. And so there's one dude standing on the road looking at the dude who's pouring crap on the grass and the guy who's pouring crap on the grass is saying, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm killing nature to avenge my father who died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really dumb for finding that really funny. Uh, it's so I good. I really like it. Do you want to read? Do you want to read the top comment from Mister Killjoy Brass Orchid? (laughs) Brass Orchid, GC Insider, four days ago said, "You do realize that nature extends billions and billions of light years in all directions and encompasses billions and billions of stars and planets." Mm -hmm. I like your voice. (laughs) Do you immediately knew what sort of tone to give that? Oh, yeah. Someone whose name is Brass Orchid. (laughs) They got a stick somewhere, and it sure ain't in their hand. Uh, Oh, this is fantastic. I don't know. I just just laughed at this comic. I don't really have any particular thing uh, that I wanted to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about with it. Um with regards to climate change and stuff, but I just thought it was really funny and I needed to share it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm happy with uh, it. I think the one thing that I was actually going to ask wasn't even about things like climate change or whatever else because that would take too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but have you ever wanted to get revenge on anybody? 
Even if it's just like, you know, stupid grant revenge, like someone made fun of you or played a prank on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever successfully achieved revenge? <laughs> um. I don't see you being that kind of person. I feel like most of the time I either get distracted by something else and forget about it or I notice that there's not really that much value in it. But there have been a couple times that I haven't necessarily gotten revenge for myself, but I've gotten revenge for someone else or a situation that I'm like adjacent to. Um, Hmm. I don't know, like my freshman year of college... Um, I guess me and my roommate, but mostly just my roommate gotten like a vague prank war with a dude who lived next door to us. But like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't some like very active prank war. It was like, it all started <laughs> with somebody putting a chocolate covered raisin in someone's bed. Mm. And so it's a very minor act. But what happened was my roommate woke up in the morning after sleeping in that bed all night. Mm-hmm. And his body heat was enough to melt the chocolate on the chocolate-covered raisin. Naturally. And so he woke up with this, like, surprisingly large, just, like, brown smear going down his lower back. <laughs> and it totally looked like he'd crapped himself in the middle of the night. <laughs> And there's, like, this brown spot on his bed and everything. And so he was, like, upset. And so fired back against our neighbor just down the hall. Um, and so there were a couple things in there that I assisted with seeking revenge on. Okay. Um, but most of them weren't really, like, out of revenge sake. It was more of out of just, like, this dude down the hall was kind of a bit of a butt nugget and, like, Sometimes it's, I don't know, it's a, oh, this is a bad thing to say, but, like, <laughs> sometimes when people are just, like, annoying and mean, like, there's a slight bit of pleasure in just, like, making funny jokes with them, but slightly at their expense, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, shooting glitter into their room. Uh, Okay. You would be dead to me if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that he was would like not fly. Yeah. Or like we we made a bunch of hole punches once with like a three hole puncher and then we just like put them in one of his hats. <laughs> and so like when he picked it up and put it on his head, a bunch of hole punches went everywhere. <laughs> Man, you can, this is the thing that that's slightly more acceptable. But glitter is like glitter nuclear was a bit warfare. Too far. It was a bit yeah. too far. It doesn't leave you <laughs> ever. But he was also the kind of person that didn't really care. I, I suppose, but still, or at least outwardly didn't show that he cared at all. So yeah, there Meh. you go. That yeah. <laughs> The realization strikes. He was just one of those people who, like, never had anything nice to say. Hmm. And just loved crapping on on other people's dreams. Okay. 
Gotcha. And so I was just like, meh. So he was dishing it out to you. That was unclear. Oh, oh he was he was dishing it out more than he was receiving. Hmm. I don't dokey. think I've ever heard him say a single nice thing to me. Hmm. So. Well, it's an easy thing for a person to accomplish. Hey. <laughs> okay, Mark. This is... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make me mail you a potato or something. <laughs> mail me a potato? I don't know. It's some new like thing that oh. I saw on. Oh yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not Aaron new. and some of her. Uh, they didn't mail. It was like they didn't mail their boss a potato, but they definitely did some minor potato based prank. <laughs> hmm. Mail. I need to. I'm sorry. I have to look up this history of mailing a potato. <laughs> One time, my uh, uncle <laughs> went on a an archaeological expedition to Egypt. Like he got to go participate in a dig in the Valley of the Kings. Uh huh. And so I thought it would be cool to before he uh, was it before he left after he left. I don't really remember. But my dad and I thought it would be a funny gimmick if I wrote him a letter, you know, so that he could then respond and tell me about it. But I wrote it with my feather quill pen on parchment and then put Mm -hmm. it in a bottle. (laughs) Like we cut two uh, one liter bottles and then I put the letter in and then we put taped them back together and put put all the postage and everything on it. And it it made it there. They delivered it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, That was good. Okay, I've looked this thing up. I've looked up the potato thing. Okay. I found potatoparcels.com. And so (laughs) it's a company that it appears you... They will mail someone a potato with your message written or adhered to it, written on it or adhered to it in some way to someone of your choosing. Um... And apparently, based on their front page, it appears that they were on Shark Tank. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. You can mail them internationally to Europe, Australia, the UK, and Canada. Isn't the UK part of Europe? What is this? Yeah, but it's but it's not part of the EU anymore. And also, probably getting it anymore. I don't really remember. But also, get, just the UK has always been considered separate in terms of when it comes yeah. to America. So, because okay. our relationships oh are just different. This is hilarious. Please don't send me a potato. Send me a postcard when you get to Chicago. <laughs> $11 for a potato parcel. There we go. That's how they make their money. <laughs> they have 1,651 reviews. Of course they do. <laughs> Just on the potato parcel. They also have a potato pal that appears to have someone's face on it. Oh no, it's like a pet rock all over again. But worse. <laughs> but worse because that's the thing. Sprouts. Potatoes rot. <laughs> or you know? better, because it sprouts and you can grow it in the ground. But like, they can also just rot. Yeah. And that's probably a far more likely situation when you're mailing the potato. <laughs> Presumably not in a very good enclosure. Yeah, it looks like they're kind of in, like, silvery gold bubble wrap envelope things. Okay. Yeah. 
I first I first ran across this potato parcel thing. It was like a YouTuber that I was watching and he didn't open his mail very often, so his mail was like literally months old when he was mm. opening and he's like he was opening something he's like, This feels like a potato shape. I hope someone didn't mail me a potato, it's probably rotten. Someone mailed him a potato and it was very rotten. Yeah, like I said, it did not sprout. <laughs> Well, it had sprouts. It was just also rotten. Yeah, but when it sprout, like, it's gonna get rotten. <laughs> you have Unless to dream, you, Mark. Do you want to mail it in? Ma- mail it in some soil and water and a grow lamp. <laughs> nah, that's your job. <laughs> what? <laughs> Put it in those things once you receive my mail. Oh, mail. I don't know what weird thing. I feel like there aren't many potato farms in California. I wouldn't really know, though. Hmm. I feel like there has to be. California has everything. It's big. I know. I know. But I mean down here. I'll find something to mail you that's strange. I'll do a... Have you ever seen the XKCD... uh, XKCD $1 thing? Uh, Nope. I'll put it in the uh, notes. It's really funny. Uh, so, yeah. It, the comic is that uh, he sets up a script to search eBay and other similar sites for $1 items with free shipping and gave it $365 so each day he can come home to something random. But then, like, it continues on. And it's like, day one, length of rubber hose. Day two, ski mask. Day three, bear trap. Day four, <laughs> Tourist map of the Pentagon. <laughs> Day five, lube. <laughs> Just stupid stuff. <laughs> but people have actually set up these sorts of scripts to uh, <laughs> do this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fun. that actually sounds super fun, though. I know, I know. I'm sure you could find people who have actually... Uh, yeah, so here's a Wired article from eight years ago from people who uh, did it, apparently. Huh. Yeah, I'm sure that you can... Here's one on Reddit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that it's just a web crawler, and then you just give it the information that you need. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. That's awesome. How's it going? Pretty good. Busy. Yeah. How are things with you? Not as busy. Okay. <laughs>